couple of months to kind of settle into the routine and kind of say to myself you're autistic you are autistic um but just having the label made such a huge difference hello everyone and welcome to the special interest pod i'm alex hey and i'm carly thanks for tuning in today we are here with a very special guest that we'd like to introduce you today we have vicky ellen thank you vicky ellen welcome welcome to the pod hi hi thank you for having me i'm so excited honestly we're so excited to have you here how are you i'm good i've been i've been out walking today so I'm tired, but I'm generally, generally good. Yeah. That's awesome. How is like the, I know this isn't like the typical question to ask, but I know right now where like the seasons are changing. And I'm just so curious to know like how the weather generally is for you today and like how your walk went. Generally not too bad. It's very cold, but there's loads of like autumn leaves and they're all crunchy and it's, yeah, it's just, Mm. it's nice. It's nice to be outside when it's like that. It's so nice. I also went for a walk today and I live in it in an area that's changing seasons and has autumn leaves. And I had so much fun stepping on all the crunchy pine cones this morning. That is the best. Um, so I just wanted to know, since we are an autism podcast, what it is like to live in your body. Oh, that's a question that I've never been asked before. Um. I guess for me, it feels kind of normal, but my brain is very um, scattered a lot of the time. Um, but that's a re- I, I, I don't know. Life is just for me very disorganized, I guess. So being in my body is it's a bit of a puzzle. That's probably how I'd describe it. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like your day-to-day, like how has it been on like realizing you're autistic, you know, like how long has it been since you've known? Oh, it's it's been about seven years since I was diagnosed. Um, That's quite, I, I didn't realize that's quite, quite a long time because I was only diagnosed when I was mid-20s so it took it took a lot of adjusting because I'd gone through most of my life realizing that oh I have all these all these problems and all these things that are wrong with me and I had no idea and I just went through life like that and then as soon as I was diagnosed it was like a big shift and now day to day for me I have like strategies in place and I follow routines and things like that. So it's not as difficult as it was. And I don't view it in the same way as I used to with the whole I have problems thing. I now just think that, okay, well, my day to day, my week to week is going to be a bit different to most people. And that's just something that I guess I've gotten used to. So, yeah. 
I love that. I think that is really inspiring for the people that might be on like the beginning of their identity journey and figuring out how to live with maybe this new label and figuring out how to work with their brains. And that's something that I really relate to is now figuring out how to work with myself and just realizing, yeah, like you kind of said, going through my day to day and like knowing, yeah, I'm not like putting so much pressure on myself anymore. I think that is a huge piece that I think, yeah, like gives a lot of hope to people. I think as well, I spent so long questioning things and looking for answers. And now that I have that, I, I'm at peace with that and I feel less pressure with my day-to-day life because I know exactly what's going on. I know what I need to do. I know how to manage things. And what did that process look like for you figuring that out? It took a while because I spent so long looking at my childhood and thinking, well, why didn't I do this and why didn't I do that? And I got really depressed for quite a while. But then I was, I spent a lot of time thinking, well, what strategies could help me? What things do I know that I like? Like I like routine. I like certain foods. And I just spent a lot of time just going through things and trying to figure things out and then putting them into my routines, into my day-to-day life. But it was a lot of trial and error because some of the things that worked as a child, they don't necessarily work for you as an adult. So I had to kind of like, go through things from the very beginning it's almost like starting again and finding out the things that would help me essentially and figuring out what my needs actually are right now because they change a lot so it's just kind of going through and giving myself time and just trying to understand that but it did definitely take a good couple of months to kind of settle into the routine and kind of say to myself you're autistic you are autistic Um, But just having the label made such a huge difference. Yeah, I feel like it kind of gives you more space to figure out what your needs are, which has been really important to me too and so helpful. And you've done a lot of work, it seems, on that because you have your autistic guide to university and your autism diagnosis workbook, which I think is amazing resources by autistics that help us navigate our journey are so important. Um, And I just wanted to hear some more um, about whatever one you wanted to start with. Um, Yeah, the first one I did was my diagnosis book, because when I was going through the process of getting diagnosed, I spent a lot of time on the internet looking for information and a lot of the information was just kind of like really, really over overloading, just pages and pages and pages and I didn't have time to sit and go through it and I ended up spending lots of money on various notebooks that I probably didn't need, but I like notebooks. Um, rather than having things all in one place, things were all over and I like to be organized. So I wanted to make a workbook to give people somewhere like a space where they could write everything down. But it also gives you like information about what the process is like, what traits you might have. 
and it has like prompts and things which can be really helpful because if someone asks me a question I will sit there and just be like um I don't know so it's really useful to have prompts and things and I just wanted to make something to help people because when I was going through the diagnostic process I got very little help and things weren't explained very well and it was confusing and overwhelming and I just wanted to make things a little bit easier for other people going through it so that they felt less stressed and that they had like a portfolio like loads of evidence that they could take with them and say look I have done all the research I have everything in one place just just to just to make it easier to navigate that's why I decided to make that one that's awesome I feel like reflection's so important and it's something that I struggle with and navigating the landscape of medicine and you know having that tool you can use to advocate for yourself is so important what would you say was like the most impactful part of writing that for you I think for me it allowed me to reflect on my own journey which was something I hadn't really done. I knew I'd been diagnosed, but I didn't really process the actual going through it. And I think that was really important for me while I was writing it. And just the the idea of knowing that I'd be helping someone else go through that process, that was the biggest thing because I never, I wrote it not for me. I wrote it for other people because I know how hard getting a diagnosis can be so that was the thing that was the main driver all the way through that has had the biggest impact I think just knowing that I'm helping someone else that is just so cool so admirable in such a cool like full circle moment for you to write it after your diagnosis to be able to like you said process it again yourself but then also have this driving force of wanting to help others like that is just so so cool and incredible thank you for that because I just know how that impacts our community and like that is just so awesome (laughs) thank you that makes me feel really emotional (laughs) it's so rooted in purpose and I totally get that because you know with like our podcast and like hearing stuff like I get super emotional too and it's just how cool to have community um and navigate that has like with our podcast I've been connected to so many wonderful people like yourself and I'm wondering like how your books have impacted your connection to community it's made me feel definitely a stronger sense of community just knowing that people are like buying the book and using it. And I've had people message me about it as well to say like, thank you or ask me where they can get it or ask for advice and things. And it just feels really nice to know that I'm having these conversations with people that are going through the same thing that I went through. And it does feel like I'm in a way bringing people closer together. And it feels really nice because community for me is like a really really big thing 
when I was getting diagnosed, it was the first place that I sought out just other autistic people because everyone is so nice and so helpful and it feels like a really big family which I love and every time I get a message from someone or hear from someone it feels like I'm getting a really big hug and it's really nice yes I feel that so much and another question that came up while you were talking about that is I realized I'm autistic later in life as well and after you know I'm still working on my processing um it's definitely something I want to spend more time on using a workbook like yours one thing that I learned from when before when I realized I'm autistic is that I was connecting with other neurodivergent people and I had no idea And then after processing, I'm like, wow, like all the people I felt so comfortable around are also neurodivergent. Did you find that as well? I did. A lot of the people that turns out I was friends with in one of the people I was friends with in high school was diagnosed during high school. And I didn't realize, but we are really good friends now. And at the time... I just, I didn't know, but you are kind of drawn to each other. And I think because you have that mutual understanding and respect and people just get it. They're easier to talk to because they just understand because they they have those differences and they're going through things as well. And all of the people that I'm friends with now are mostly neurodivergence because we just, we just kind of find each other. (laughs) Yeah. It's so true. What's that saying? Like birds of a feather flock together, something like that. It's like we all just magnetize towards each other. And then it's cool that so many of us are now like having this self-discovery and then like we see our friends go through the same process. And it's like, wow, like the support that we can give each other now, like knowing that we're kind of on a similar journey is just so cool and I feel like it brings us even closer together and obviously like brings that bridge of understanding that was not there otherwise I think it's so nice because I've seen people that I know online who I'm friends with get diagnosed after me and I'm always like I knew it I just knew it and then it's really nice because you can celebrate together and it just it just feels really special yeah, that's such a fun, like, feeling experience when people I know come to me, they're like, I'm autistic. I'm like, let's celebrate. Like, congratulations. Like, what an honor for someone to, like, share that, you know, with you. I know my friend, one of my friends got diagnosed, I think it was like the last year or the year before, and she baked a cake that said happy autism on it and she went round where she lived and just offered people she said I've been diagnosed would you like a piece of cake and she just celebrated and went round and offered people cake and I think it's stuff like that that's it's I, I love it just the idea of celebrating it with with your friends and people and just yeah I think it's great I love that so much um, so where can we find this autism diagnosis workbook that you have created so people can buy it and work with it? It's only, it's on Amazon um, in most countries, I believe. Um, 
it's the autism diagnosis workbook i think that's the actual title i should know this <laughs> um and i have all the links to it in my instagram bio so that's probably the best place to look to find it and what is your instagram <laughs> it's at actually aspling perfect and we will include all of this information in the show notes too and probably put the links directly in them as well so people can get right to that and start their journey yeah what an important tool and I'm so curious to hear more about your autistic guide to university. I recently got my master's degree. And while I was going to school for my master's, that's when I realized that I'm autistic and started identifying and kind of changing the way that I did school. But it was really hard. And, you know, I thought it, I thought it might be a little easier to advocate for myself. But there's so many people who really don't understand the way autism and ADHD affect the learning process. So yeah, I'd love to hear more about your experience as well. So I have been a student for oh, about eight years at this point. I've been studying for eight years. Um, and I was diagnosed in the second year of my undergraduate degree. Um, and then I did my master's and now I'm doing my PhD. Um, and I went through the first year of university and I struggled so much because I knew that something was going on, but I didn't have a formal diagnosis. So because of that, you can't access any support. So things are really difficult. Um, and then when I had the diagnosis, I had to navigate getting finance for the support, talking to all my lecturers, actually getting the support approved. And it's really confusing. And I wanted to write something to kind of break it down so that people felt less alone. Because I know how hard it was to advocate for myself because a lot of the times, people either have very little understanding or they just don't want to help you. And it's so hard when you're crying out for support and people are saying, well, we, we don't want to give you anything. So I wanted to write something just as a guide to kind of tell people that if you're going to university, this is how you do it. These are the things you need to ask for. This is how you apply for things. Just so people didn't have to feel like they were alone in their struggles trying to sort all the support out for them and it was also to let people know these are the things that you can actually get because a lot of the times you go to university and you don't know what to expect until you actually get there and figure out I don't actually know what I'm doing so I wrote the book based off my undergraduate and postgraduate degree for it's for people who are just starting out at university um and it covers things like academics it covers things like making friends as well because i oh trying to make friends on your first day of university is really hard and also if you're living on campus that can be really hard and it basically just goes through all the things that you might need to know just so that when you actually get to university, you can feel somewhat prepared 
because I was undiagnosed and I, I was really unprepared. So I just wanted to, like I say, write something. It's again, it's to help people because I love being a student. I never want to stop being a student. So any knowledge that I have picked up, I kind of hoped that I could give to someone else who was just starting out. So that's basically it. What are you studying, if you don't mind sharing? I am in my final year of my PhD, <laughs> my doctorate. It's in psychology. That is my department. But it's the actual thing I'm researching is autism diagnosis in adults. So it's all about getting a diagnosis, barriers to diagnosis, self-diagnosis, um, how diagnosis is failing people, essentially. It's, it's just literally all about getting a diagnosis later in life. That is just so incredible. Congratulations. And again, thank you. Like the fact that you have really devoted your life to understanding and taking your understanding and now helping others with that is just so so cool that honestly makes me emotional because I know how hard I have found things and I don't like the idea of other autistic people struggling I don't I don't like seeing people struggle because I'm so empathetic because I know that I have been there so if I can at least help one person go through something and make things easier for them then my job is is done yeah I know that sense of empathy is so strong for many of us I I definitely feel that as well and kind of connecting to one thing I struggled with in my um, undergrad and graduate especially when I realized that I'm autistic and I have different needs was people pleasing and not wanting to be a burden on my professors. Um, and there was like a really, there was a time where I was just very frustrated and angry and people weren't listening to me. Um, so I, I feel like maybe I was a little mean, but like, do you have advice for people who might be struggling to advocate due to that strong sense of empathy or people pleasing? I think it's just for me, I've been very, very lucky that I found a member of staff who understands autism and has been incredible. So it, I, I'd say find that one person, that key person, so that if you are struggling and you do need help, that there is someone you can go to. Because I was always so worried, I still am, about annoying my lecturer, my professor. But I email him like 10 times a day and then I think, oh no, oh no, they're going to hate me. What have I done? Why have I sent them 10 emails? They're never going to reply. And then when I see them, everything's fine. So I just, I'd also say go easy on yourself as well. Having a lot of empathy can be, it can feel really heavy. It can feel so heavy. So just allow, allow yourself to feel it but don't get so caught up in it and don't feel bad for it because it makes you who you are. And I don't think you should ever feel bad for having feelings. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I might be crying already, but it has just been like such a pleasure, like really getting to know you and hear you speak. And like, like I, I've, we've been following 
um, Vicky for so long on Instagram that like I always really enjoy your content but really like seeing like who you are and what your message is and how you want to help people is just like so so awe-inspiring it is so cool and I haven't seen anybody else really I guess advocating for like university and the things that you're creating for that is just so unique but also so important once again just to have this guide that people because so many people are going to university and have these struggles and now they can have a guide to really help them through that and to have all of those tools in one space is just so amazing like (laughs) I can't express myself correctly right now but I'm just like really excited about all of this you're gonna make me cry (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you honestly I feel like I'm gonna cry that's okay we love crying here I cry every day (laughs) but in a good way (laughs) all of us empaths just in like one space right now it's it's too much it's well it's not too much because this is the space for it (laughs) yeah um we like to these are two questions that we always ask at the end um and you've given us a lot of advice with all the work that you've done um so tied to the heart as well which is so beautiful rooted in purpose um but what other advice would you offer to somebody, especially if they have just discovered they're autistic? I would say don't rush things. I know for me, when I first found out I was autistic, I panicked a little bit and I put pressure on myself to be a certain way now that I had this label. And a lot of people said to me that, oh, you've been diagnosed, so now you're acting more autistic and it's like I'm not I'm just figuring out who I am and I'm unmasking and I'm being myself but I put so much pressure on myself to figure out who I was so quickly I didn't give myself enough time to just sit with things and feel things and just process things so I just say just allow yourself a bit of time don't feel like there's pressure to be a certain way or be a certain person or do certain things just allow yourself to to just be autistic yeah that's the main thing I would say just give yourself time to fully like self-reflect and get clarification and yeah because I know how hard it can be to suddenly be diagnosed and then think magic but for me, I, I took a lot of time to reflect on my childhood and my friendships and all the things that made me me, which it's a nice process of self-discovery, but you can go at your own pace. You don't have to go at a pace set by anyone else, which I think is super important. That's beautiful. Thank you so, so much for sharing that and just like your spirit with us. Our very last question is, what is your autistic glimmer? What is something that you really enjoy about having an autistic brain? I I like that. I think the one thing that being autistic gives me is my creativity and the way I see things because I see things differently to most people and I see like the little details and I just think, 
my creativity is the thing that it's me it makes me happy and it makes me like stim and I just love that I can be creative and I think part of that is because of the way my brain is I, I probably would still be creative without it without being autistic but I just think it gives me that little sparkle yeah it's a nice way to think about it <laughs> yeah I always I agree I always think of it as like where can my brain go with this idea? I just feel like the possibilities are unlimited and always surprising in the best ways. And it's so much fun. It Yeah, it really is. Being autistic, I, I, I yeah, it, it's hard to put into words, but it is, it's really fun. And I like it. I love that. I'm proud of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you have any other messages for the special interest pod community or anything else you'd like to share? Um, I would just say, be yourself. Embrace your weirdness. Because <laughs> um, that, that was one of the words. People would call me weird and call me a weirdo all the time growing up. But that is the one word that I use it to describe myself all the time. So just just knowing that you are who you are, just own that and enjoy things. Enjoy life. Enjoy having an autistic brain <laughs> as much as you can. I mean, yeah. I freaking love being weird. I got that a lot growing up to be like, you're so weird to be like, now I'm like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. It's good to be weird. It's good. And now we all get to be weird together. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been so much fun getting to know you. I can't wait to have you back on the pod again one day. I think there's so much that we can continue to discuss. And congratulations on your journey so far. Yeah, what uh, a thank Pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, oh sorry. No, <laughs> sorry. that's okay. That's something we're still navigating is <laughs> talking on a virtual platform. But yeah, what a pleasure this interview has been. And congratulations, your last year of your PhD. Yeah, it's my last year of my PhD, and I'm writing book number three as well at the moment. Um, I don't, I don't think I've told anyone officially, but yeah, I'm writing a new a new guide. Um, so I've got a lot going on yeah amazing you heard it here first everybody so make sure you go follow Vicky and support her and use her workbooks because they just are going to be so helpful if you are in the beginning of your journey thank you so much and we'll talk with everybody again next week bye thank you bye <laughs>